I'm Trish. And I'm Thaddeus, and you're listening to the Fallen Short Podcast. Welcome back to Fallen Short Podcast. Over the last few episodes, we were talking about deconstruction of your faith or reconstruction of your faith. And if you have not listened to those, really encourage you to do that and go back. So it was three episodes worth. The first episode was really just taking into an account of laying the foundation of, of what we were going to be talking about and how, you know, it's a, a popular term that's thrown around and what it means. And we really dove in in the second episode about what deconstruction is and you know, is it really just, hey, I was taught all this and now I don't believe it? Or is it, I was taught all this and why do I believe what I believe? Or are there things that I need to take out and put back in, which led into the third episode of that series of reconstruction and not just leaving everything torn down? And as I was reflecting on the past episodes and where we go from here, I really felt like the Lord was beating in my heart two different passages of scripture. And so I just kind of want to talk about them and and use them as a launching point to probably what we're going to be going forth from here to talk about. But this week, I do want to go back and actually reexamine a scripture we talked about in the deconstruction reconstruction series. And that is found in Romans 10. And we kind of referenced it a little bit, but we didn't actually go in and read it and have a deep dive into it. And so I'm just going to go there right now with you, Romans 10 verses nine and 10. And the funny thing about this passage of scripture, you guys, have you ever heard that is, has somebody ever asked you, what's your life verse? I guess so. Right. It's always a weird question. And I think people have asked me that. And I I don't know. I just get thrown off a little bit when people say, hey, Trish, what's your life first? Because I don't really have one. And I would just say, I just say, I don't know. I don't really have one. I like all the verses in the Bible. Well, not all of them, but, you know, a lot of the verses in the Bible, I could say I've used throughout my life to help me on my journey. But if I had to really hone in and pick what verse is it that's been with you your whole life that you've really treasured deep in your heart, it would actually be this verse. And it was probably one of my first memorization. You know, I I think I memorized it to a song when I was a young child. And it's been a verse that has stuck with me all through growing up and just something I've really meditated on. So Romans 10 verses 9 and 10, it says that if you confess with your mouth, Jesus says, Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart a person believes, resulting in righteousness, and with the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. So in previous episodes, we had referenced this, talking about how our faith needs to be our own and something we truly believe, not just with our mouth and with our actions, but deep down inside our hearts. And that's what I want to talk about going forward, at least for today, is what does that mean? And what I've seen a lot in watching people around me come to their relationship with the Lord, especially when I've seen somebody really struggle with the Lord, and even in my own life when I've had my struggles with the Lord, it's typically a heart issue. It's that my heart has been in a place where it hasn't been able to be penetrated by God, and it's been hardened towards God because of hurt 
or shame or guilt or sinful things going on in my life. And so the Holy Spirit hasn't been able to come in and, and sweep through my heart in the way I should allow him to. And so when I was praying about what to talk about this week, this kept resounding in my mind as something to talk about, something to go deeper on is to a point of our salvation is when we believe in our heart. Well, and even so Romans is, is one of the books that's uh, like a letter from Paul, right? Mm -hmm. And even, I mean, we could go over this whole chapter in all reality. I'll start reading it and then maybe we can just pause and, you know, talk about pieces of it. Okay. So it says, we'll, we'll just back all the way up to verse one. Dear brothers and sisters, the longing of my heart and my prayer to God is for the people of Israel to be saved. I know what enthusiasm they have for God, but it is misdirected zeal, for they don't understand God's way of making people right with himself. Refusing to accept God's way, they cling to their own way of getting right with God by trying to keep the law, for Christ has already accomplished the purpose for which the law was given. As a result, all who believe in him are made right with God. And if we stop there before we go into the next section, this is like an introduction to the chapter. And you know, he's, he's writing to Roman, the Romans, right? And he's talking about how, you know, he, he'd love to see everyone in Israel be saved. I mean, you can literally think about him writing this letter and about the people he's writing it to and the people that he's talking about, but it can be used in our lives today. It doesn't necessarily have to be America. It could be anyone, right? Just it's the people of this world, right? That the longing would be for them to be saved, when what it's interesting, Thaddeus, is that you're reading out of a different translation than me. And my translation says in verse 3, For they, being ignorant of God's righteousness and seeking to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted it to the righteousness of God. And so basically what that verse is saying is that in their ignorance, in their lack of knowledge of, of who God is and God's righteousness, they're trying to create their own rules and, and laws in life and their own standard of righteousness rather than aligning themselves with who God is and allowing God and submitting to God as their source, right? They're kind of creating it for themselves. Well, right. And it's, it kind of goes along the lines of when we're talking about deconstruction and reconstruction of, of a lot of people deconstruct their faith because they were raised in a way where it was more of a, I guess I, I'm struggling to find the right word, but like in a traditional religious, uh, this is the way we do things. So this is the way we do it and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And, you know, we're going to do these good deeds and that's going to, you know, make sure that we're saved instead of looking at what is, you know, being a follower of Christ actually mean, right. It's not always going to be, a, B, C, D, right? Yes, there's certain things you should do to be a follower of Christ, but it's not um, doing something out of uh, a just uh, obligation, right? What I think is kind of interesting about this is it says they're ignorant of God's righteousness and ignorant of who God is. And they're bearing the weight of it on themselves. And just this last week I was in a meeting and I was asked, what is... Easter, we're coming up on Easter. What does Easter mean to you? And and when you think of Easter, what is what do you think about? And I said, I think of how unworthy I am. And and the reason why I think of that is because it's that full awareness, I I guess, of my sinful 
inside and my sinful desires and, and how I really needed Jesus to redeem me. And it's coming to that place of, I, of understanding, I guess I've lived the checkmark checkbox Christian life of trying to do good deeds, trying to, trying to earn my own salvation, um, being judgmental and critical and all of those things. Like I've, I've been that person. I struggle not to be that person, but it's that full awareness of I am saved by grace and, and alone, like by grace and faith and in the Lord Jesus Christ is where my salvation comes from. I'm, I'm not worthy of salvation, but because of what Jesus did at Calvary, I am. And, and so it's aligning and being submitted to the righteousness of God. So then in the next part of the chapter, at least in the version I'm reading, there's a, a title and it says salvation is for everyone. And it might vary in different translations, but I think it's probably still like a sectioned off area in most. And so it starts in verse five for Moses writes that the law's way of making a person right with God requires obedience to all of its commands. But faith's way of getting right with God says, don't say in your heart who will go up to heaven to bring Christ down to earth. And don't say who will go down to the place of the dead to bring Christ back to life again. In fact, it says the message is very close at hand. It is on your lips and in your heart. And that message is the very message about faith that we preach. And then we go into verse nine and 10 that Trish already read. I'll read it again, different translation than she read, but if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is believing in your heart that you are made right with God and is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. And then it continues in verse 11. As the scriptures tell us, anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced. Jew and Gentile are the same in this respect. They have the same Lord who gives generously to all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. What does your translation say there, Trish, in verse 12? For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon him. Yeah, so it says Jew and Greek, right? Versus Gentile. I think a lot of translations use the word Gentile. And what was that? Was that New King James? Yes, sir. So I, Greek versus Gentile, I think. Growing up, I always read Gentile because I think I grew up reading NIV and then NLT is what I moved on to. But and essentially just anyone who's not a Jew, right, is a Gentile. And it it's saying that's it's the same God, right? Jewish people and non-Jewish people look to the same God. There's some differences in the religion side of things of all the different beliefs. But even, you know, as Christians over the past, I don't know, 15 years, Trish, we've celebrated the Seder. Not every year, but we've gone through that, like the whole tradition of a Seder meal, like the Passover, right? right. And it's, that's a Jewish tradition. Mm -hmm. And it continues in verse 14, but how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they have never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? And how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? This is why the scriptures say, how beautiful are the feet of messengers who bring good news. I think it's really important. Like those two verses, 14 and 15, 
previous to that, right? When we talk about believing, right? In in your heart, like God say, you know, saved you. But so how how are these, you know, how is anyone going to believe and be saved if first of all, they never heard about God, right? And if, you know, there's nobody there to to tell them about God, and I know in different translations it even says a preacher, which is not just a preacher, like you go to a, a service and somebody's preaching, right? It, this can be anyone because you look back in Matthew at the Great Commission, right? Yeah, the Great Commission was, if you're reading it in the text, it's directed at Jesus's, you know, disciples. But that's essentially what Christians are, right? We're all Jesus's disciples, we're not the 12, right? Some of us might be named after one of the 12. Thaddeus. But it doesn't mean those 12 spread the good news and that's it, right? Mm-hmm. It's almost like a pyramid scheme, right? You got, you got Jesus and then <laughs> well, he's okay. got his 12 disciples and then they uh-huh. make disciples and they make disciples, right? Yeah, it is. I mean, we're growing the kingdom of God, right? Um, okay. Anyways, so... How, how do we come into submission to God and to God's righteousness? And where do we go from there? How do we believe these things in our hearts? So much so that we then go on and tell others about it, right? Because that's kind of the movement of this passage that we just read. It's kind of that denying of yourself, that realizing that God has his way. We have our way, our own righteousness, but then from there, you know, coming to that alignment with who God is and submitting to God's authority, then it's allowing God into the, and into that place where he penetrates our heart. And not only do we confess him as Lord and savior, but we also believe him to be Lord and savior in our heart. And then from there we believe but then from there we go on and, and tell others the good news and help others to come to a believing, saving faith. Let's start step one. I kind of see it as like the three different steps, right? Where we align our, our, our hearts with God and allow God into that place in our hearts, allow God into that depth of our hearts. The other scripture that I was thinking of when we were talking about what we were going to do this week is found in Ezekiel 36, verse 26. And it says, I will give you a new heart and put on a new spirit within you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and I will give you a heart of flesh. And that is that pivotal moment that is talking about in the beginning of the passage you read of we have this heart of stone. We have this heart that is hard towards God, but then we can exchange that for a heart of flesh, a heart that can be penetrated by God, a heart that God can enter into. Merriam-Webster dictionary defines a heart of stone as an inflexible and unfriendly or unkind disposition. So it's when your heart isn't going to be able to be accepting, it's unfriendly it's unkind. It won't, it has no flexibility to anything. It's a heart of stone. Like you think of a stone, it's rock hard, right? And it's that, that place, but it's allowing God's power, God's love to come in and change our hearts and change the way we perceive things and allow him to come in and, and confess him as Lord and savior of our life. As a believer sometimes, right? going back to the deconstruction reconstruction it takes something where in a moment where you're just like why am i doing this 
right? Mm-hmm. Why am I, why do I go to church every week, right? Why am I going on a Sunday? This just seems pointless or, you know, I'm not getting anything out of it, you know, or why do I force myself to read the Bible every day immediately when I wake up? Or I'm just trying to give you guys some generalized expectations that sometimes people have because that's what they were told to do when they're growing up, right? And those aren't bad things. Going to church every week is not a bad thing. Waking up and reading your Bible is not a bad thing. However, it doesn't mean you have to do it the same way every single day, right? Some people, that's that's how it should be for them, right? They need to have that structure where maybe it's not a just checking the box, but it's something that fills them up. And I know for Trish, it's not always the same time every day, but if she doesn't get to kind of close herself off from the kids and everyone else and get her devotions in, it's a different day for her, right? Yeah, definitely. And sometimes um, from a, I guess, a non-believer perspective, not a believer who's deconstructing, reconstructing, but a non-believer, sometimes it's, they, something just happens in their life where they can't explain it because maybe somebody does something good for them, you know, something good happens to them mm-hmm. and they're just like, it It was like God's timing, right? The perfect timing or maybe they, their car broke down. They didn't know how they were going to fix it or get, you know, to their job. And all of a sudden somebody is there for them and picks them up, gets them to and fro, maybe buys them a meal, whatever. Right. And that person is a believer possibly. Right. And maybe they don't push Jesus on them, but because they did something out of their heart of like, I'm going to help this person. That person then is like, this person's cool. Like they didn't have to do that. And then there's maybe form a relationship And then they ask questions and maybe they get invited to church, you know. What is really cool is when you get to witness that with your own eyes. When you see somebody, and maybe some of you can think of people like this, but somebody whose heart is really hard. And and maybe that person is still in that place. But it's really cool and you can watch that transformation of a heart that is really hard and is blocked off towards God. Or maybe even ha- goes to church every Sunday, but really is just doing it out of a religious obligation and not out of a passion for Jesus. And what happens when you get to that place where your heart is hard is you lose that sense of wonder of who God is and awe and that hope, that eternal hope. You you just lose that. And it's almost like you your life is despair and it's just broken and not, I don't even know, like I have had that place before where my heart has been kind of hard towards God and it has been a place of despair and loss of like expectation for God to do something amazing and just kind of like getting used to the mundane and growing apathetic and just, okay, nothing's going to change. Everything is just this way. Humanity sucks or whatever, you know, just having that, that viewpoint on life. But when we allow God to penetrate our heart and we allow that, that hard heart to be turned soft, it almost is like our faith and our hope are restored. And what I think of Thaddeus when you're saying that too, I remember growing up and something we'd often pray is that God would prepare people's hearts to receive the message. And 
when you're sharing that that thought you had about you know what happened to get somebody to that point where they can receive it like let's not discount what god can do in a person's heart and and in that preparation for you know maybe you're bringing somebody with you to easter service this year or maybe you're going to have a family meal with people who you haven't seen since before covid and you don't know where they're at with the lord now pray for them. Pray that God takes their heart of stone and gives them a heart of flesh. Pray that God prepares their heart to receive the message that they will hopefully be hearing this Easter about salvation. Obviously, we believe that salvation is preached year-round. You know, every opportunity you get, you preach salvation. But there are those who only attend on holidays. And so hopefully you can think of people in your life that you want to hear the gospel message. And what a perfect time to start praying for them, to have their hearts softened, to hear the good news of the gospel and to have their hearts be ready to receive it. Because, sorry. Well, yeah, I mean, pray for them now. You have someone in mind, pray for them. You know, pray that they'd start, like Trisha was saying, to be softened up, right? Pray that they, if they are giving any indication that, you know, you know what, they're going to come to church with you on Easter Sunday or Good Friday or whenever there's a service, right, that their heart is being prepared to hear what they need to hear and that they are not going to have a distraction or an excuse to not show up, right? It's very much the case there too and not just, you know, when their butt is in the seat, right, or in the pew. It's very much leading up to, right, that they're not going to be like, oh, you know what? I, I can't come now because of this, right? It's it's praying for their their heart to be softened, but also the things around them to not, you know, not be an excuse for them not to show up. Yeah, and what we read earlier too, out of Romans 10, where it talks about how, how are the people going to know unless somebody tells them, hello, guys, we're the somebody. You're the somebody who needs to tell people about Jesus. You know, if you've got these check bar- the top of this all checked off and you know you've aligned your heart with God, you've allowed God to come into your heart and you've confessed him as Lord and Savior and you believe in him in your heart. Well, now the next step is to tell others about him, right? And, and not that it's check boxes, I shouldn't even use that analogy, but it is, it's that process of, okay, we've done these things. I've aligned my will with the fathers. I've, I've submitted to his authority. And now I'm going to go in and I'm going to tell others the good news of Jesus Christ because Bring them all with me. Well, right, because if if you feel that you are doing what you need to do to be a Christian and to be saved and for all eternity, why wouldn't you want others to be as well, right? Mm-hmm. And it's uh, there's not one approach that you can have with any one individual, right? And it, it it some people need to hear things straightforward and and you know maybe pushed on them a little more, but. I would say the majority, especially in today's day and age, you just need to be a friend, right? Mm-hmm. And you build that friendship. And eventually there's going to be some conversation that happens. They're go- they're going to realize that maybe you have different beliefs than them. It's questions will be asked back and forth, right? It's a process. It can be a long process in, in some cases, but that's not a reason to give up. Yeah, pray. Prayer is powerful. And a lot of us wrestle with our hard hearts because 
our hard hearts are so hardened because our wrestle with God is in our mind. And that that disconnect between our mind and our heart. And so we just pray that God penetrates the heart of man and that God takes that heart of stone and gives people a heart of flesh so they can truly believe and be saved. And maybe that's you. Maybe you need to surrender your heart of stone and ask God to give you a heart of flesh. Now is the time. Now is the time to pray to God and say, God, my heart has been hard towards you. My mind has controlled so much of of what I've allowed my heart to receive from you. But God, I want you in the depths of my heart. God, I want you to come in and invade that dark place in my heart that I won't allow you in. And I want to take my heart of stone and, and I want you to give it a heart that is able to receive you and to be absorbed in your goodness and surrendered to you. So guys, do that. Receive him in your heart and then spread the good news of the gospel to others. And that's all we got for you this week. But we just want you to be really encouraged to grow in your relationship with the Lord. Pursue God with all your heart and seek and save those who are lost and bring them to the goodness of Jesus Christ. But that all starts with a posture of prayer. So if any of this has spoken to you in any way that you feel for yourself that maybe you have some questions to be asked and you don't know where to to ask those feel free to send us a message either on social media you can find us on facebook twitter or instagram or you can email us at info at ballandshortpodcast.com we'd love to hear from you if you have questions we'd love to try to give you an answer or point you in the direction of a good answer right or if it's something that's impressed upon you that you're like i I didn't listen to those episodes about deconstruction please go back and listen to them and share them with your friends share this with your friends and feel free again questions comments concerns prayers if you need something prayed about feel free to reach out so until next time i'm thaddeus and i'm trish we love you guys or maybe you're aspiring to start one if you are we'd like to encourage you to check out blueberry podcasting for all of your hosting needs we use blueberry today and let me tell you it's it's real slick uh works with our website just fine on a plugin so if you use our code fallen short you can get your first month free so you can go ahead and click that affiliate image link on our website and get started with your podcast